In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what I do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Laugh and Learn. We hope you had a great week. It is Monday. We are starting off this show 
With mm-hmm. a shebang bang, we appreciate you guys joining in. With and, a shebang bang. Uh, yeah, with a shebang bang. <laughs> and we want you guys to chime in because the conversation may go a little left today. I'm going to try yeah. to keep it light, but some things you just can't make light of. So we're going to mm. just talk about it. Where's our Nick? Is our Nick here? Let's bring him on Because we had a very interesting week. What happened this past week? Oh, this past week. I got my name. Did I talk about that last Monday? Or was that last Monday that happened? What? Did I? Oh, that was last Monday after a laugh line. Did I get my name on the wall? Oh At, no uh, no! You didn't talk about it. Oh, I did. Talk you about went it. to go do that after. So talk about it. So Tell hello, the Nicholas. Good afternoon. How you two doing? Um, we're Good. Great. We How were, are you? I was uh, inducted into. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, there's a documentary yes. coming out. For uh, okay, the I think comedy that's the store. Word. Inducted, yeah. Yeah, ahead. I was so I was inducted into uh, the Wall of Fame. There we go. At the comedy store, so my name is among so many legends, and I was great. To, I feel great about that. Thank you, uh, Guy Tory, for making that happen, and Reginald Hudlin of the Hudlin Brothers, Boomerang House Party. He was the director of that. We had a great time. Lunel, so many legends were there. Affion Crockett, Cedric the Entertainer, Guy Tory, Joe Tory. Um, it, it, Kim Whitley, just so many. Myra J. So thank you for me, make, making me a part of that. Rest in peace. Speaking of comedians, to the last of the of a dying breed, the mm-hmm. last of the greats, which was Paul Mooney, who passed on just past week. Um, wow. And I did an interview with Tasha K the day before he passed, and we had just talked about Paul Mooney. She asked me who I admired, and I told her the story of how I met him and who he was and what he said to me. But I'll tell you guys that later. Well, y'all watch Tasha K's interview when we when she drops it. I think it's Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul Mooney was the last of that era of the George Carlins and the uh, um, oh Dick Gregory's and the oh, – uh, uh, Richard Pryor, Red, Fox. Red Foxes, and yeah. LaWanda Page, and so many others. So, yeah, they're having a memorial for him this Thursday. I'll be there. They're having a tribute. Mm-hmm. I'll be the fat, pretty one. I won't wear this. I might wear this hair, but I won't wear this out. This shirt. This shirt is just not complimenting me at all. Don't <laughs> I look like I'm about to run track? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nick. How was your Blame week? Though, serious. If my week was good. Uh, two things that you just mentioned. I want you to kind of expound on those, if you would. For those who don't know, why was it so important to be, in, uh, be included amongst these other comedians um, at the recognition? Why was that so important to you? We all played a part in a night at the Comedy Union. I mean, God, good God, at the Comedy Store on Tuesday night called Fat Tuesdays that used to be hosted by Guy Tory. And a lot of black comedians or other comedians could not get on the main stage in the belly room at the comedy store. So they created a night called Fat Tuesdays, and it was for everyone. It was for blacks and Latinos, and I was an anomaly. But Guy gave me a couple of opportunities. I actually met Kevin Hart there and worked with him on the show there. And it just, they inducted me into that, and they asked me my story and how it went down, and it was great. It was it was dope. So for all the beatings that I took in the comedy world that you guys will never know about because I was abused, not abused physically, but the name-calling and the ostracization and all that, baby, all of them knows I got that one yes. Y'all can go to hell because that one <laughs> yes felt better than all y'all knows. Come on. I just wanted y'all to know that. We had to share part of history. I'm part of history. Well, congratulations. And I'm on the main you know. wall outside eye level. So when you're walking past, you say, Flame Monroe. So if you want to touch me, touch me, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you touch my name on the wall, I'm going to say, ah! 
I, I just want to say congratulations. I feel like I feel like Flame. I've just watched this journey for so long. I remember seeing you perform in places that smell more like fried chicken than anything else, you know. Uh. And so I know that the struggle is real. You have worked the circuit. You have really you have worked your way there. None of it has been given to you. So congratulations. I was a grave digger. Thank you. Uh -huh. welcome, <laughs> well, welcome flame mess we want y'all to chime in the conversation gonna get heated today a little bit but we, we don't want to start heavy where we going nick you take the lead i'm gonna let you well, be I'm the top start with i'm gonna let you be the top today lord and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna start with how <laughs> I, the feedback we got from this past week people said nick we need to see you in the studio more often mm. and i got a lot of compliments on my black effect hat so i will be wearing that every time from now on since everybody said i looked uh, better did, in the hat did y'all catch what he said did y'all did y'all read between lines he'll be wearing the hat every time he didn't say he was gonna be in the studio every week okay i just want to make sure y'all heard that because i ain't well, nothing wrong ain't shit wrong with me i just look like this i'm just saying i haven't gotten that, my that, hat yet so yeah, we haven't got. I haven't got my hat yet. So, so I don't know let me about tell y'all the dirt this. on the sweatshirts because we got some black effect sweatshirts. Nicholas ordered one for me and one for Lauren. <laughs> he ordered mine too big and hers too small. Please don't <laughs> ask a man to uh, for a woman's size for anything. Yeah, don't don't ask a man for a woman's <laughs> size black effect network. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god don't do that uh yeah because I, I truly thought that was perfect you know um <laughs> let me go ahead and just start jump right on the air uh, let's fix switch the subject to jesus fix it <laughs> <laughs> i want to jump in there you know we one of the criticisms we've been talking about with the biden administration many have been saying he had not been doing enough for african americans for people of color they want to see mm. more they want to see more wine 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 right well, Joe Biden has said, you know what? Guess what? I have been. I think that there's something to be said for quiet diplomacy. Like, I think that we're so used to a former administration that needed to beat the chest and bang the walls to let you know everything that they were doing. And it seems like Joe Biden has been doing the work and worrying less about the praise or acknowledgement from those in the peanut gallery. Joe Biden just passed, um, moving forward with support for minority farmers. There are a number of black farmers who have had their land stolen or have been in deep financial debt because of just systemic uh, issues that have kept them from being economically viable. So many black farms have been underwater financially and families have struggled or have fallen out of the business after having this land or this business for generations. Well, the Biden administration just went ahead with a windfall. The government is offering to pay off more than $200,000 farm loans to different African-American and indigenous farmers who have been systemically uh, disproportionately affected uh, by policies in the United States, uh, either by having their land seized or have not had the same economic uh, opportunities as some white farmers. And it's just one of the little things that he felt needed to be done to try to right a wrong, a type of reparations. And I just thought that we should acknowledge the fact that there are several black farmers who uh, will benefit from this. Uh, what you got to say, Lauren? <laughs> I know I, I, I hear you, Nicholas, and let me tell you how I feel about the situation. Because, I, like I said, give Biden a chance. We can't expect him to work a miracle in a damn month. Y'all asked want a miracle in a month. I'm glad he's reached out to do something. I appreciate that. I, I'm not. I'm team Biden. I'm just giving. I'm giving them. I'm giving them a chance. I'm not giving them a pass. I'm giving them a chance. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for giving Biden in this administration a chance. I voted for Joe Biden. I think the problem that we run into, because similarly, the same thing that happened this week is there was a huge bill that was passed on anti-Asian hate. And I think that's where the problem comes in. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because that bill 
was passed in a matter of like two months from when the incidents happened around, you know, people attacking those of the Asian community to something getting passed in the Senate. But then, like I read today that, for instance, the George Floyd bill that was supposed to be passed on May 25th is not going to happen. So while I think it's great that Biden's Biden's making these slow strides and I'm not putting everything on him, but unfortunately, it's like guilt by association because this is his administration and the fact is certain things are getting passed for other communities and the things that need to be passed for us the black community is not happening and we're the ones that elected him so i think that's where we're going to continue to run into some friction with voters really because we can't get nothing passed for us but you know Mm -hmm. he's he's like oh you know he's making small strides and so yeah, that's great and all, but where's, you know, it's like, where's our legislation? I think well, that's what I we're going to run into. You're speaking about that, Lauren, and you're not a rapper. You're not a famous artist. You're not a, because uh, they're awfully quiet right now. You know those hold the vote ones. Hello? <laughs> and the words of Cat Williams. Can you hear me now? 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 Because they're all dead silent right now. Now, when the primaries come next year and it's time to vote again, I don't want y'all jumping out the woodworks talking about black folks hold your vote. Black folks, what they did for the black agenda. Because if the black agenda is now, you niggas is quiet. So the black agenda is moving forward. Y'all not. If you ain't talking about it now, we don't want to hear it later. There's an old fable that me and Miss Rosetta love very much. If you didn't help me break the bread, don't be here to help me eat it. I'm gathering the ingredients right now, the yeast and the flour and the sugar and the salt and the uh, the oven and all that. If you niggas ain't saying shit now and I'm talking to you and you know who I'm talking to because you know who you were that came out the woodworks telling us to hold our vote. Imagine if we had held our vote, the situation that we would be in right now where they telling us what I'm looking at. You ain't telling me I see I got my good glasses on. But you (laughs) tell me on January the 6th that that was a tourist attraction. Nigga, if you don't knock it off and I'm talking to the white boy, nigga, if you don't knock it off. Yeah, that's just, I mean, and like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate here. And like, I'm not blaming Joe. I'm not putting Joe Biden specifically at fault for this. But like I said, he's guilty by fault. It's his administration. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it is what it is. You know, black folks need something. And a a nice anti-lynching bill that's been in the Senate for over 200 years, getting that passed might be a good first start. Just throwing that out there. So. Uh, did you see where Caitlyn Jenner tried to attack the transgender woman that Joe Biden appointed as the doctor to say that she was unattractive and woo, 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 woo? Uh, Big Bruce, Big Pimpin', have you looked at yourself? That's before, during, and after. <laughs> I knew you were going to yeah. say that. I had to. I knew you were going to put that in there. How dare you try to Ooh, throw somebody up under the bus while you walking around here looking like Lurch? <laughs> Nigga, if you don't knock it off, not I ain't lurch. voting for you either. I'm LGBT friendly, but not for you, Plimpin. You ain't my, you a, you a Republican. They don't even want your ass, and you too stupid to see it. But you just keep on driving that car and putting on your lipstick. But don't nobody <laughs> cross the street while she's driving. The bitch is a dangerous driver. She took one out. Mm. Come on. Mm. It's that kind of day, baby. And I ain't even had no, uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll remember, Flame, this, this followed uh, Miss Jenner's comments about why all of her friends are leaving L.A. because the homeless situation is so unsightly, it makes them uncomfortable. So no, they're leaving just, L.A. You know, because she got a driver's license. That's why they're leaving L.A., because they gave <laughs> Caitlyn a driver's license, and she will run your ass over and kill you. Uh, she, it, it ain't like she ain't did it before. I ain't saying nothing that ain't happened before. So, you know, oh, y'all get, wow. get mad and be angry. Oh, Flame, you're this. I'm saying what the fuck is the truth. When my truths come out, I'm going to be like, uh, I surely did. <laughs> 
I do think that that's a good point though, Nick, because that's actually something that like my dad is dealing with being on the fire department. You got all of these like posh nosh, like, you know, white people, I'm just call it as what it is, in these different areas that are complaining about the homelessness situation and saying that they're invading their neighborhoods. And it's baffling to me because it's like, well, what are you guys going to do about it? They're homeless for a reason. It's not their fault. So I just think that that's something else that needs to be addressed. We have a homeless epidemic in California for sure. Because we got good weather. And Flame was uh, mentioning, just so people know what we're talking about, Flame was talking about specifically referencing Dr. Rachel Levine, um, who Caitlyn Jenner uh, kind of made an ugly transphobic remark about her not being an attractive woman. So we now real talk. Like now real talk. If we gonna if we gonna do it, you know, I'm gonna do it all the way. I'm gonna be fair on both sides. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Doctor Rachel Levine or Levine. Oh, now she may be smart as a whip, but she definitely looked like the Quaker Oats box bitch when we was growing up. You remember the man on Quaker Oats bitch? She definitely get now. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> but that don't mean she, Bruce. You don't get a pass to say it. <laughs> You know what? I had to close my mouth. I know who. Y'all, you remember the Quaker Oats box, right? That's why you're speechless. Uh, oatmeal on Saturday morning, because you didn't get it every day. You got cereal, but you got oatmeal on Saturday morning. Y'all remember the old, the, you know, with the white hair? Oh, yeah. We, we know um, what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Where we at? Where we at? Uh, two things I want to make sure we hit on today, and then we can, of course, move forward. But the uh, two things I think are necessary to uh, mention. The guards in the Epstein situation, I don't know if you all saw this, but they both took plea deals what, where they will be able to avoid jail time. And I'm specifically talking about, if you'll remember, uh, Epstein, who was found uh, dead by suicide in his cell. Uh, 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 allegedly. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree with that like, one. Alleg allegedly. So, so. Uh, Michael Thomas and Tova Noel uh, were charged with lying on their prison records to make it seem like they had made the required checks and they actually had not. It looks like they were surfing on the internet and had kind of fallen asleep. But what's important to mention in all of this, I think it's more than anything, they both had been working 60 to 80 hours that week because the facility is, is notoriously understaffed because the staff is underpaid. So they have a hard time retaining staff those who are on the payroll are often required to work overtime. And in this particular situation, both um, Michael Thomas and Tova Noel had both done overtime. They were on like the third day of overtime and were simply exhausted. So all of it fell on them that because they had not done the check, the reason they had to take a plea deal, they were charged for not having done the, done the rounds, falsifying that they had done the rounds. And because they had not done the rounds, it is suggested that they could have prevented uh, Mr. Epstein from um, taking his own life uh, in, in his What's cell. You I don't think that it's necessarily their fault because I think the fact that they're underpaid and understaffed, it takes a toll on people. And I think that that should kind of trickle up the ladder to whoever's responsible for that. I don't think it should necessarily fall on him. However, or them, excuse me, I do think, though, that um, it hasn't been proven that Jeffrey Epstein is dead. I am a conspiracy theorist on this subject. But saying all that to say is I don't think that the guards necessarily should be at fault. Okay. You said the key words. 
they were underpaid and they had worked 40 to 60 hours a week. If you underpaid me and I'm working from and working from hand to mouth, from paycheck to paycheck, but then I get an email from a strange, random, whatever, whatever, we're going to give you $100,000 to go to an extra 30 minutes of lunch while this thing happens. Guess what I'm taking? The 100000 They already agreed to the plea deal. They're not going to do jail time. The money is probably somewhere sitting up because I'm going to say what I said. That nigga ain't dead. He had way too much money. And two days before his alleged suicide, he transferred the money to somebody else. Everybody was paid off. I believe my conspiracy theory that had he been dead, he I know they got Jelaine Maxwell, but he sent that information and he held the he held the keys to the city. He knew where the bodies was buried. He sent that information to somebody that nobody else knew about that he knew, love, and trusted. If everything, if ever have anything, and with the note that if anything happens in my demise, release this. Has it been released? That nigga is in a cave with an underage girl. Both officers were guarding Epstein and were working overtime because of staffing shortages. One of the guards, who did not primarily work as a correctional officer, was working a fifth straight day of overtime. The other guard was working mandatory overtime, meaning a second eight-hour shift in the single day. But Nick, don't you smell that? You smell that? You smell that light up under that? So this is a man who everybody in the country he could bring down the he could bring down billions of lots of people. He could bring down uh, dynasties because of all the information he had. Y'all put him in a place that's understaffed. Hear me, hear this. It's understaffed. They working overtime. He should have been like like they had in Scandal. He should have been in a room where you could see everything he's doing 24 hours a day. That was all a conspiracy to me. Why would y'all send him there when you it, It's a lie to me. I just, I smell it. But, I'm telling but you, I'm know what? Here. Even, even in Scandal, Candy Alexander got away. Wasn't that, uh, what's her name's mother? <laughs> That's different. Uh, she was secretly an op. It's, it's different. She was an op. They put him in a place yeah. where they knew he was going to be able to get away. It was to me. I think mm. the whole thing was a setup. Well, technically, that's supposed to be one of the most secure facilities, right? Um, and that's understaffed, un understaffed, and overworked. Yeah, yeah. Well, flame. I'm just telling I, I, you. I, I'm listening to you. What you tell? What you're reading? I know you're reading it, but I'm listening and I'm reading between the lines as you're saying it. Right, right. Um. Uh, I I just think that. Um, I do think that things like this feed into the ideas of conspiracies because it leaves so many questions unanswered. How this man had routinely, had he not had a pattern of seemingly escaping justice time and time again, uh, that prosecutor in Florida who kind of turned his back and, and let Epstein get away with things that normal people would not have gotten away with, it does indeed um, cause one to question uh, the... Um, uh, how voracious they were. Oh, wait a minute. Is that uh, the same facility that El Chapo escaped from? Oh, good question. I that so. I don't know. That I don't know. Yeah. Mm. No. That I don't know. But I'm just saying, Eve, I don't know if there's any so, such yeah. thing as a secure facility. Because, like, remember, Alcatraz was, like, the most secure thing ever in life, right? And six people escaped, and it's on a freaking island. So is anything actually secure is really the question these days. So, I mean, it, it is right. what it is. I want to just touch on something we kind of we, uh, we breached on early and then I will cede the floor because I know there's a lot you all want to cover as well. But we were talking about the police reform bill. And one of the things that popped out at me, I had this conversation with uh, Flame earlier, and I thought it was important to mention that uh, President Biden, is, his administration is pushing to push uh, forward this police reform bill. They had hoped to get it done by the anniversary of George Floyd's death. 
I told Flame this morning, I said, Flame, I cannot believe it's been a year. It just doesn't, it seems like it is, um, it literally seems like it was more recent than that, right? I say that to say, Maxine Waters was on yesterday and she talked about how she couldn't care less about a deadline. She said, forget the deadline. If, Pat, if meeting a deadline means they're only gonna get part of what we need, then I'm not worried about a deadline. She says, I want it all. I want a ban of the chokeholds. I want a registry where officers who are fired uh, for bad practices are not allowed to be rehired in the next city over. I, I, want, I want things that we can actually see that are tangible, that can make a difference and a change in the community. She's suggesting that we get rid of the idea of worrying about a deadline and focus more on the fact that we get the things that are needed so that those who are being policed by the police can feel comfortable in their communities. And I just thought that that was uh, something to also keep in mind as we uh, wait to see what the Biden administration will do in the area of police reform. I don't agree with that. I love Auntie Maxine and everything, but I don't agree with that because I think if we start getting into this space of we don't need deadlines, I mean, I understand the thought of making sure we get everything in the bill, but if we start, you know, ignoring said deadlines or kind of creating a strategic plan of when we should roll things out, we get into a situation where it's 200 years later, I just mentioned this, and we still don't have an anti-lynching bill passed. So I understand, you know, and the foundation or the root of what she's saying, of course we want everything in the bill, but I still feel like, you know, timetable should still be set forth in order to get things done. Otherwise, it'll just be in limbo forever and a day and nothing gets passed. And then we have instances where people feel like, you know, us black folks, we're not getting our dues. I, and Lauren, I think you and I both worked in the area of comms where yeah. you have a strat plan for a reason. Exactly. So that you can have these clear benchmarkers. And when you don't hit area one, you can go back and say, hey, what's happening here that we haven't hit one so we can move on to two and three. Absolutely. Exactly. There's a, there's but a, there's in, a value to having a strat plan. Yeah, but yeah. coming in from another angle of that, I, I, I get what she's saying because we want something done. Like you said, Lauren, we don't need a, 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 a timeline, but we've been waiting already 200 years to get this passed. So if we can get something done that'll keep us moving forward, I, I would appreciate that. But just not the most minute shit because what they will do is pass the most minute things as opposed to the stuff that we really need, like police reform. We really need police reform done. And if you don't think that we need police reform done, turn on your news. Well, I don't care where you live. Turn on your news. I don't care what state or city you live in. Turn on your news. Well, I will say is that there is a sweeping police form, you know, happening across the country. I was also watching that today. I know, like, Colorado is passing something. And, you know, we talked about New Jersey saying that they want to end qualified immunity. And they've kind of taken some steps, you know, towards that. So... Police reform is definitely a hot topic right now, so it's interesting to see, you know, at the state and local levels what they can get passed legislatively. Um, so something's in the works, but um, there's something been in the works a long time. Well, I think it's different <laughs> this time. I think it's different teeth. this time. Yeah, I think it's different this time because in the past, I don't feel like police, you know, brutality has ever been on such a global level. At this point, I think that we've gotten other, you know, countries and states involved and. It's a, it's a universal issue at this point. It's a, it's across the board. So I think that because there's so much more buy-in at this particular point in time that something's going to manifest. Can I can I say before we move forward, hats off to uh, Common, Lena Waithe, and the producers of the show and the actors and characters of the show which started last night because they talked about this. They actually played a scene out of where the two young black boys were walking out and the police came and slammed them and beat them and woo 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 because we as much as we say we don't you know i tell you i don't want to see it i don't want to see it we we need to see it we need to see that it's really happened and i appreciate mm. them acknowledging 
Have you changed your stance? I I kind of changed my stance. I okay. hate to take it into my DNA personally, but now I realize that I need to see it because yeah. then it 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 flares something up in me. Now I'm not want to go watch Roots and then go outside and just start fighting white people. That's the new people <laughs> next door. They white on both sides of me. <laughs> but seeing it makes it um not believable because I believe that it was happening anyway. But it makes it more real to yeah, me. Yeah, it makes it real. It yeah. makes it real to me. And when I saw that on the shot, I was like, that could be my son. That could be my daughter. You know, those could be my nephews. It, it's, it's, it's scary, but thank you for at least putting it, because that's what Norman Lear used to do in the 70s. He put it in your face. Putting yeah. it in your face make you acknowledge. It makes it real. For sure. Two things, and I'll just throw this out there. I saw on your favorite network, Flame, which is, because you watch it all the time, CNN. I see that CNN just released one of your favorite commentators, Rick Santorum. Um, why? It looks like Rick Santorum uh, had a bit of a uh, <clears throat> racist comment moment about Native Americans and how uh, I guess he is quoted as saying, uh, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. Um, I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but candidly, there isn't much Native American culture and there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Native Americans have contributed nothing. He well, got fired, right? Uh, they let they, they said, right. you know, Rick, that was a bridge too far. Right, uh, you and your sweater vests can go. What that was way. his so, quote? Yeah. What was his quote? There was nothing here. Yeah, the, um, the indigenous uh, his, people were here. Y'all came, so that was that's what brought nothing here because y'all came and raped and pillaged and killed. And the 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 main the main what they call it when they cut you up what they call that shit when murder cut, yeah we cut <laughs> yeah all of that and then brought brought syphilis and diseases here mm -hmm. you're right there was nothing here until y'all came because y'all were nothing and brought nothing did that sound mean because that's the truth because indigenous people created this country baby y'all yep. stole it from them. Uh, Pocahontas and John Santos was fucking on the low, and y'all got mad because that white boy had liked that little Mexican, uh huh, and y'all had got mad. Let me let me talk about it. <laughs> oh, this ain't love lounge. Mm -mm. Come on, Lauren. And just to let you know how people don't, mm -hmm. when people people don't really care for you, it looks like you know he campaigned for his he campaign campaigned for his job back, but quote leadership wasn't particularly satisfied with his appearance, and none of the anchors of any of the shows wanted to book him. So he was essentially shown the door. Listen, and I know CNN is your favorite network, Flame. So I'm happy. It is not my favorite. They okay. just have Chris Cuomo. Okay. And Andy, and Andy, uh, Andy, <laughs> Andy uh, Cohen. Okay, it's not the Andy Cohen. Um, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Why I did I say Andy Cohen? I, I saw you, something Anderson on Bravo Cooper. earlier today. My bad. Uh, I love Anderson um, Cooper. I'll say this. And Flame, you know, I think we may, we may start to accuse you of having uh, an attraction to a certain hue. No, that's not true. Not coming from you? Oh. <laughs> you? Lauren. <gasps> La oh, you know what, Lauren. I tried okay. to find you some ready? cover. You, know you want to do it, baby? Lauren, you want to do it? Let's do it, Pepper. Let's do it. Not coming from you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my, Lauren! Lauren, I, you ha I had a Mr. Krabs moment. Oh my God! Lauren, do you, do you have smelling salts because I just, I just got knocked out. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead now, and you I'm know what? Shift. Wow! I'm gonna shift Woo. back to what we were saying. Um, what I was saying about CNN. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that they took these steps. Um, to do the right thing because. 
Um, I've attended things like NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists. And historically, CNN has been voted the most uh, non-diverse network. So to see them kind of Even making these Abby strides. Because they got Abby Phillips. That's got, new. That's uh, recent. Yeah, that's new. that's very recent. So I'm glad to see that they're um, making sure that they do the right thing. Wait a minute. You just said something. What did you say about, the, what is it called? The NABJ? The National NABJ, Association? NABJ. National so Association of Black so Journalists. That was a great segue to what I want to speak about about Chicago and Lori Lightfoot. Because Lori Lightfoot is under fire right now because she made a statement saying that she, after her two-year anniversary as yes. the mayor of the city of Chicago, that she would only speak with black journalists or journalists of color. And they want to hand her ass about that. But let me, let me give you my point on that should she have said it it needed to be said maybe she didn't say it the way that they wanted her to say it, but i don't know if there's a, another way to say it here's my thing y'all say it y'all do it why is Lori wrong for saying that she only wants to sit down with black journalists because maybe they will give her a fair shake. Maybe they will print exactly what she said, how she said it, as opposed to making it what you want it to be for sensationalism in the media. I do not fault Lori Lightfoot for that. I know y'all giving her a hard time in Chicago, but y'all voted for her. Give her a chance. Y'all got to remember that she walked into shit. She didn't come into a job that was already laid out and ready for her. She walked into shit after dealing with Rahm Emanuel's foolishness. And y'all want to keep hollering Rahm Emanuel was this and Rahm Emanuel was that. Rahm Emanuel threw up gang signs every time he got on the news media because they got a gang in Chicago called the L. Rookins and they throw up three fingers. And Rahm Emanuel only got three fingers, so he really can't throw up no fourth one. So he only got three fingers. So he was throwing up gang signs on the low. That's called dog whistle. Y'all come up off Mary Lori Lightfoot. She, I, I think it was fair. I personally think it was fair and they was they, two years ago they just had a big thing on the red carpet where a lot of black artists would not stop and talk to the black media so now y'all mad because she says she only wants to talk to the black media bullshit um or in and this is my opinion in the words of uh Issa Rae I'm rooting for everybody black so I think this is great that she did that Mayor Lightfoot said if I as a the black woman mayor the first ever don't change and challenge us and challenge the collective us to do better to really make sure that in every institution it reflects the diversity, nuance, and texture, shame on me. And so she, she stuck with it and she wanted to make sure um, that uh, journalists of color were given an opportunity to have their stories reflected in the press and she did not feel like that, that was happening. So. And I go. think it's important, too, though, because even when, you know, we've had like April Ryan on the show, she's talked April about Ryan. how hard it was to be in these spaces and to be a black journalist and, you know, all the doors she had to kick in and really just stand up for herself. So I applaud Lori, uh, Lori Lightfoot for even doing that and giving other black journalists an opportunity to be in these spaces when in a lot of instances, those spaces may not be provided to them. You know, she's creating a seat at the table for them. So I say kudos to her. Yeah, and I can just say, uh, having worked in media for years, um, it's extremely competitive and to uh, more often than not, when you're on these national stories and all I, no shade to Jake Tapper and the rest, but Jake Tapper floats into the room. It's, it's one of those things where the focus immediately shifts to, you know, uh, the, the bigger faces that people see all the time. So it's definitely one of those things to, it's, it's interesting. And it, I have to believe that it's, um, it's a positive step forward to know that journalists of color um, deserve the same level of access. So, yeah. Speaking of sharks, we got to go there, y'all. So this week was very rough in the news for me because I watched CNN that y'all attacking me about. And they showed um, 
um, what was his name? Was it Richard? Ronald. Ronald Green. The murder of Ronald Green that they clearly said that they told his mom. I'm telling you. And I hadn't seen the video before I seen his mom's testimony. His mom came on and talked about that they had told her that her son was killed in a head-on impact, um, a head-on collision on impact. And then we saw the video come out where they beat this man and where they tortured this man, put his face on the ground, drug him handcuffed with his face to the ground, and then audio said, "Oh, I hope he this nigga, I hope he don't have AIDS. Cause we got his blood everywhere." But they lied to the family, and for two years, these guys are still on the force, still working. So in two years, what other shit have they done? Because they still on the job. And I'm telling you what I said when they when they gave us guilty, guilty, guilty for Derek Chauvin. I said if they give us one, they're going to want ten. Day one, they started 15 minutes after uh, Derek Chauvin's guilty, guilty, guilty by killing Micaiah Bryant. Um, and I, justifying it. Some but I think okay. that it's also something that we've said, though. Now that we have social media and, you know, ways to actually get these videos of what's happening in the world out there, it's a great thing. But there's so many, you know, black folks that are being murdered by police that we just don't see. And I think more and more these stories are coming up and they're going to come out. Um, and luckily, you know, we have we talked about body cam footage as well. So I don't have any words for this. Um, I think, unfortunately, and I've said this before, that this is just going to continue. Um, it is still the South. The South is still the South at the end of the day. I don't care how purple, you know, a state may turn. But there's a serious systemic racism that is ever evolving in this country that is still very prevalent and that we're going to continue to experience yeah. that, and that, it's it's unfortunate that what you said along the south but look minnesota new york they killed what was the guy they chose pasadena for selling cigarettes no, pasadena no one, no one is years safe. Ago, i think they, it's police they, choked, they choked him remember the big guy he mm -hmm. was selling cigarettes or something what was his name eric garner so that wasn't the south it's, it's just a fucking ridiculous well right. i say this and then we just had we just had the police incident in pasadena and you don't get any whiter than pasadena california right so i think it's a policing overall that needs to be re-examined i say that the south is still the south though because there's still a um a deep-rooted racism that's there i mean police brutality is one thing yes and i understand that it's specifically targeted towards us but when i say the south is still the south i didn't experience what that fear felt like until I went to Atlanta, specifically Savannah. And I had to do my research of Savannah, Georgia was one of the biggest slave ports, you know, in the country. So and one of the largest Jewish communities, too, though. So, but, I, Lauren, I mean, you know, I think, though, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I, I, I think two things, though. I think that it's easier to paint the South with that brush because covert racism is better played in California and larger cities like Chicago and New York. But I think overt racism is visibly displayed in the South. But to somehow um, not recognize or um, not appreciate the stealth manner in which racism is dealt in California, I think could be missing the larger picture because I definitely believe it's there, or at least Northern California. Southern California may be immune, but I know that living in the Bay Area, it was definitely a challenge to um, um, not recognize the uh, level of systemic racism that was uh, endemic uh, uh, in, in much of Northern California. 
I mean, I'm not about to single out any specific state, and I made it general by saying the South. As a whole, this country was colonized, and it, we have a systemic racism issue across the board. Like, that's just fact. I'm just saying the South specifically, there is more ingrained racism, and this is my opinion. We can, you know, go back and forth about this, but there is a more overt, you know, sense of racism, whatever you want to call it, that I experienced in my opinion. But, of course, we're dealing with blanket racism across the country. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, in the police sense, you know, New York has probably the most brutalized police force in history. There's no other police entity that I know of that is more brutal than New York. But L.A. Just, no, New York, hands down. Mm -mm. New York. Niggas, you gonna come up off California? L Don't be attacking my city. Well, no, you know, L.A. <laughs> L.A. is the L.A. is the reason we had the race riots, you guys. I mean, what we can do. This is what I think, and I just want to be. I just want to be clear. I get that living in California affords you a level of um, uh, removal. I get that. I, I lived there long enough. I totally get that. But I think that what also happens is that sometimes uh, California also blankets people in a false sense of security. I don't want you to think that California doesn't have issues, you guys. And I, that, that, that's just my plea. That's my personal plea. But nobody's saying that, that though. Also. Nobody's saying right, that California but to doesn't have New York's issues. Police, but to suggest that New York's police department is worse than L.A.'s. It is. I mean, we know we know the L.A. riots. We know what happened with L.A. It was riots in L.A. Detroit, Detroit had riots. Bama had riots. That's right. not a but good place, example. I'm sorry. We, right. I got that. But we were talking about New York being worse than L.A. And that's not true. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's your opinion, I, I just though, Nick. I make sure we focus on that. I, can, I think oh, you're the okay. only person that's probably going to say that. Being that. Gotcha. I'm, that's your opinion. I'm just saying. I don't know of anybody else that would say that L.A. is worse than New York. Just if you look at the blanket history of what's happened in New York in terms of the police, everybody that I know of would strongly disagree with you. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Why don't Hi, you? Everyone. Why don't you have on your afro today? I'm I'm feeling afro. Why don't you have your afro on? My afro? I don't know. Could I go? I could go crazy. I guess. <laughs> I like yours. Very seventies. Bobby, um, yes. come on. You you listening in? What 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 are we doing? What you, where are we going? We talking about what you talking about? What you weighing in on, Bobby? By the way, Bobby Clifford is my ten dollars. We're pimp. talking about uh, Ronald Green. Yeah. I I'm so conflicted about him and why we didn't get more information and. Um, and the body cams, where are the two body cams from the other two officers? And we do have the one officer who did was more heavy handed the day they told him that he, he was fired. He all of a sudden got in a one car, uh, auto vehicle accident and yeah. he was killed. Um, so that that's, and that's under investigation. Uh, we have a guy that had 50 hours of suspension and, um, was put back on the job, although now he's under investigation and it's looking like he's going to be fired as well. Um, it's, it's, it's so troubling, so troubling, you know, right from the beginning, this is, I don't, uh, why are we just hearing about it? I feel like I don't, I really don't remember this case two years ago. It is, it is said, did you see his mom speak, Bobby? Did you see his mom? Yeah, talk about I can't, you know me, I'm a big crybaby. I was like a mess. Like I can't even imagine, but wasn't he married? Where's his wife? I haven't seen anything but the but the mom speak. Right. Me, me neither. That's the only reason I'm mentioning it. I, I, I feel badly for her. I, I'd like to see her have some sort of voice. I think the mom has been I think the mom has been fighting for some type of information from, from the beginning. So she's been taking the lead in that, yeah. And the fourth officer and also, Bobby. There's no way someone would kill my baby and I wouldn't I wouldn't be like an absolute lunatic and you know, flying my freak flag yeah. and everything else. I'm just, I was just writing down. I mean, it, it's amazing um, when Flame said this was going to be one of the topics. The information that just came was unbelievable. Yeah. The stun gun, where they stun gunned him three times. Yeah. Why he was and he was handcuffed already, while he was handcuffed. Already before he was, before he was out of the car. He had been beaten about the head. And yeah. then they stunned him for the last, taser, 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 right? We heard that with the other one I was talking yeah. about. And so everybody backs off and they what, what are you what are you stunning? For what reason? Yeah. I just don't even know where. Yeah. And I also thought it was very brave, and maybe because I'm coming from their side, that the ED doc was the first one that got the ball rolling and said something doesn't add up with this patient as he went through everything. The story that they're telling us is right in the medical record, which is great for the family. Does not It's not what I'm looking at. Um, right. So I thought that was that was pretty um, pretty brave, considering you he was probably surrounded by police, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that were all there. Um, I thought uh, I feel badly for the for the person who did the autopsy with limited information. 
you know, they, they, they didn't go one way or the other, but it was clear. They said once they saw that what actually happened and they were presented with that, what happened to the patient. I think this case though also uh, requires that we acknowledge a couple of things that I think were done right. And that is the AP fighting for the release of this tape because uh, the state of Louisiana had been fighting, the, uh, excuse me, uh, Louisiana troopers had been fighting the release of these the videos from day one. Officers at this time were required to activate their body cam and they, uh, one officer deactivated, uh, but they were able to piece together. There were times when uh, Mr. Green was out of frame, so we couldn't see what was happening. Uh, but none of this would have happened if the AP had not just kept pushing and filed what is called the Freedom of Information Act to have that information released. So now finally, Mother Green, uh, because I forget her first name and I want to be respectful, Mother Green is finally getting real information about what happened to her son. But 474 days, Nick, why 474 days? Well, I don't understand. So I'm happy that that happened, but why didn't we hear this earlier? Yeah. Yeah, a great question. Um, but you know, again, everything is litigious, right? So AP can only file and file and push through the courts uh, to get this information. But you have to remember- No, others- you're 100% right. I'm not blaming them. No, you're 100% right. I just don't know how, why we're only seeing the footage after all this time. Why it took so long for anybody to even start the investigation. And here we go, they were going to get If they could have got away with it, they were going to. They were going to get away with this if they could. Yeah, and I, I saw reports that the attorney general was in on this and even the governor tried to cover it up. So it was a whole... Lauren, so what happens when what happens when you don't have a mother green in your corner fighting for that truth who just won't stop right um who's the parent who just won't let it go well the police said he died in the crash let it go um um, uh, mrs smith uh nick died in the crash let it go oh okay well there there there's some parents who are just not gonna oh okay they're gonna fight 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 and she's clearly one of them yeah i just Thank God. i mean i think this is and this goes to what we've said too is that there's just so many that we probably don't know about because there's so many cases that could have been covered up or just not being covered in the media and people just don't know about because we just don't you know have the information so his name is ronald green his name was ronald green, ronald green. he's passed on y'all asking who it was hey dawn it is ridiculous to think that we are living in such a situation that they still doing shit like this and getting away with it. I, I'm not going to blame just the state or because it's happening everywhere. And I'm telling y'all, I'm, I, and I know this is going to sound very vigilante. We got to do something. All this talking shit and marching and protest, baby, until somebody take a stand and sacrifice their own self and, and, and fight back to kick off something. And I'm not saying that, but if that's how it's going to have to happen. God damn it, it might have to happen like that. We, 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 we're sick and tired of saying we're sick and tired. We're sick and tired of saying we wait on somebody to pass the bill. Baby. <laughs> Shut up, Flame Monroe. Well, Shut up, Flame Monroe. The, the only thing that I'm hoping is that with, with now this case, right? So it's another case two years, two years older, that there are other Mother Greens that are now going to start looking at their children's cases and start asking for them to be open and be, and be reevaluated. So, you know, when we get some complete tr- transparency, maybe we'll get some movement. That's that's my only hope and my prayer. And I personally believe, and I, I, as disheartening and as frustrating as this is, I believe that this is another example of progress, right? I do believe that uh, 15, 20 years ago, without the advent of uh, uh, cameras and video to expose the truth, I think the best disinfectant is sunlight. Uh, so that when you have this information out there, I feel like this is progress that is being made so that people can see. Because unfortunately, I do believe that a large part of the civil rights movement and its success was 
televising people having hoses and dogs turned on them. When the world is awakened to what is actually happening, people can say, you know what, this is not okay. So as, as, as discouraging as this is in 2021, I have hope and I am inspired by things improving from the way that they were and must have been before we had eyes to actually see what was happening. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I have had conversations with my mother when we've watched you know, the History Channel and you watch some of the stuff. And she said, um, having it be transparent for them and shoved in their face was, uh, was eye-opening. Prior to that, they would have said, well, why did they go there? Why did they do that? You know, like, you know, but not that they were troublemakers, but, you know, if they just stayed, and I, if someone just stayed on their side. And, and, but then when they saw it jammed in their face, what was actually happening to these people. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Here's horrifying. the thing. We see a whole lot of shit publicly jammed in our faces, but the people that we have instituted in the laws and the people like they telling us January the 6th was not an insurrection. We hmm. we watch this. We see this. Uh, white America oh, see it just God, like Black America see it, but they telling us that that's that's not what we saw. No, it was a trip to the. Uh, it was a White House visit. Remember? Yeah, but I'm, what I'm, my point is, we seeing it now on camera. We seeing it on video, but then we have people in places yeah. of, of of government to tell us, oh, that's not what you saw. You're not gonna tell me what I didn't see. I got my good glasses on. I can see that shit without my glasses on. It was straight that's out called, murder and protest. That's gaslighting at its best. Yeah, it's gaslighting at its best. Absolutely. They're, they're, they want those five seats that they, they potentially could win in the midterms. And that's what they, they are trying to play down everything as much as they possibly can so that they can win those five seats. If they can get those 70 percent of people who think that the, uh, the Republicans who think that the election was stolen and they can twist their minds to think that this was not a bad thing when you clearly knew it was because you were looking at it because a day in the park or a regular day for for tourists going in they're not hanging off the friggin walls <laughs> and scaffolding they didn't bring pepper spray with them you know etc etc yeah. yeah and body paint you know and body paint uh painted like the shaman you know that happens all the time yeah, oh, there yeah you they go. found they That's found cool. one guy had like nine pipe bombs and they had yes. all kind of, and that's yeah. why well, i keep telling my people day, i'm telling my people y'all heard worried about a ppp loan and all this illegal shit y'all stop buying gucci and labels and buy you some ammunition Nearly 140 people were injured and at least five people died in connection with the riot. There is also deep concern among Republicans that an independent investigation will focus negative attention on their party as the 2020 midterm elections near. That, that's 2020. I've been talking about the midterms. It's coming yep. next year. That's all I keep talking yeah, no, about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so when Nancy Pelosi, they passed that they wanted the in independent investigation, they're going to fight it tooth and nail because they desperately don't want this brought out to the forefront and more information to come forward. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you and everybody else that's that that's online today. But have you heard a regular day in the park? Have you heard of, of 100 and some odd people being injured every single day since January 6th? No, right. it was a no, very different no. day. And, and Bobby, I'm, 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 I'm the oldest one here. Please tell me you remember Benghazi, cause it never died. We, I've, st they're still after Hillary. <laughs> they didn't shut the hell up. I, oh I would love it. Marie Schreiber had posted yeah. uh, posted somebody, and I and I am blanking on his name. His first name was Bob, and he was in the Senate and he was losing his mind. And he actually brought that up. He was. I, I'll have to. Um, I'll have to send it to all of you. It was a phenomenal was clip about how they didn't shut the, and he literally said they didn't shut the hell up about Benghazi. It was dragged from one end to the other. 
and this is trying to be swept under the um swept under the rug. It's absolutely disgraceful. Benghazi. That was Hillary, right? That was Hillary Clinton, right? Yes. Yeah. But that's when but Hillary, remember that was that's that when was Hillary sat plan. there. That's when they had yeah, Hillary exactly. under the. That's, that's when they, they had. Hung her. That's why it's one of the reasons they didn't shut up. I mean, that's all, that was the only news story that we heard. It, 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 it was it was one of the pieces I think that brought her down why she didn't win because they just wouldn't shut up about it. You know, and and how many people died in, with that Benghazi? What was it? Six or eight? How many people died? Six or eight? Pandemic. Five that, people that, died. Uh, five people died. They made. Yeah, did you just say five? I think it was just five. They held. They held Hillary's feet to the fire for that for such a long time. But Hillary was so gangster when they had her. She sat there like Lawrence in here with one glass. One of her glasses <laughs> was fixed and the other one was shattered. That was a black woman move right there all day. That's some black woman shit. Cause we ain't gonna get shit fixed until we have to. She sat there with her arms folded and she and she, and she said. What else do you want me to say? It's done. Five people died on Benghazi, none which were Americans. I don't. Were they Americans? Mm -mm. I don't but so. six hundred. How many? Yeah. How many hundreds of thousands uh, have died right now from the pandemic? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna let y'all sit on that one. Well, there was also the comparison too of her to. I remember Brett Kavanaugh when he was crying while he was being investigated before being elected yeah. to the Supreme Court. So, and Hillary did it like a G. So, you know. Hillary was gangster with it because Hillary yeah. didn't want y'all in her emails. Everybody tells them she don't want, she got something to hide. You know what Hillary was hiding in them emails? She had a boyfriend on the low because <laughs> Bill was already cheating with Monica Lewinsky nasty ass. So, Miss Hillary had a dip on the low and she was sending out some sexting pictures. Miss Hillary didn't want y'all to see that old cat. No, ma'am. <laughs> well, Bobby, thank you as always. Could be. Could be. I, th I do think they were personal. I think there was personal stuff in there, and she just didn't want people reading it. And prior to that point, they were able to use the other server. And now now we have new rules because of it. So I think that's terrific. But Jesus, that's the other thing. They didn't shut the hell up about those goddamn emails. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Ooh, they, they probably wanted her coupon to Crate and Barrel or something. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> Bobby, you know we always love yes, you, and I will see you guys. You. I will see you tonight for Love Lounge at six thirty right here on IG. If you guys you, have not joined Love Lounge, y'all need to join me because we talk. Mm -hmm. We talk. We don't talk no politics. We talk love, sex, and fucked up relationships. Okay. Uh -huh. Thank All you, right. Bobby, my darling. <laughs> uh huh. Hey, Hi, Mark. Mark. Hey guys. You're, uh, sorry, I missed the first part of what you said. It's okay. Flame was just being flame. You didn't miss nothing. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say this because. A while back, I made we were having this conversation about policing, and I said it's hard for stuff to be swept under the rug. Eventually, things will come out because it has to go through so many layers. And I said, so when it comes to policing, so everything will see you know the light of day. And I am just completely dumbfounded with this Ronald Green case and how how deep the cover-up was and how many people were a part of that and how many steps it went through and just sort of the campaign to cover that up. And so now my argument to people, you know, I get Blue Lives Matter and I'm for all of that, but my argument to the people who are just in denial of the reality of policing, where do you go now with your defense? Because we've this, this is not fake, this is not a conspiracy, this is facts. So what is your defense now? Who knows what's happening in policing in our country? I mean, it's scary to think about it, but I could only imagine knowing that something was something happened and I wasn't uh, I, I didn't fall for the, the trick that the police were trying to you know, tell me about my loved one and just finding out that he was murdered brutally and that there was a cover up 
campaign behind it. I couldn't imagine. And the distrust that I would have for the rest of my life with policing. Well, welcome I, to our world. Well, back. welcome to our world. That's what I'm telling you. Welcome to black folks world because we have no trust for the foul ass police that's out here. To say that they all bad would be would be a hypocrisy. But it's too many bad ones and not enough good ones that want to speak up and stand by them because they have their own little clubhouse that if you turn if I turn on Lauren then all my shit go away I lose my house my kids are in jeopardy it is too scary on all ends and then you got people who we voted and put in positions of power with congressmen centermen a uh, congressman senators and all that telling me what I did not see I, I I don't have the best eyesight but god damn it I saw a murder I seen a couple of murders in my face you're not gonna tell me what I didn't see because ain't shit wrong with me and I'm not a weak person neither am I a follower I'm a fucking leader and a lot of y'all need to find y'all voice find y'all heart y'all strength y'all brain and y'all courage and get y'all asses home because some of y'all lost y'all let people tell you what they just what they saw and then you believe what they what they tell you that you saw when you know what you saw some of y'all need to get a glass of kool-aid from ghana let me just say that some of y'all need a glass of kool-aid from ghana it's called the jim jones effect because some of y'all stupid mark what? you just you ruffled a couple feathers with that blue lives matter comment i'm gonna just let you know up front fuck a blue life yeah you fuck the police. No, my point was i no, i get people i mean i think collectively there's most of us have respect not obviously there's law enforcement officer i'm not saying that but i think there are we all know someone who's good so my point was is i'm not negating the the history and sort of the brutality of policing today so i i don't want anyone to take my words the wrong way but it was more so is now i would your defense can't be oh well that doesn't happen you know this as often as we think it is it's like we don't really know this was covered up so well for two years we can only imagine what is happening on the daily in this country and this is so one that, story that's one story yeah exactly. one story right. Cor correct and so you know I, this goes back to what i said there needs to be a separate entity that is reviewing uh specific cases but every department uh, it needs to have somebody there, some sort of counsel, independent counsel, someone who's not uh, elected, someone who's not bought out. I, I mean, you so twenty four. You like. are so twenty four. I love no, it. No, <laughs> I'm not. No, 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 no. Listen, because every there are. It's not going to work like that, baby. Uh, it is, but it's not going to work. The ones Correct, that are independent counsel are not. I, I know what you're saying, baby. We've been. Don't you hear the argument? It's been needing to work for 400 years. But hear me when I tell you, Mar, that there are people being put in those positions to to overlook it. They put people in those positions to overlook what has happened and know that it is wrong. It's not the integrity. It is, do I want to change my lifestyle? Look at you, Mar. Look how you live. So just, I'm, take, I'm using you as an example. The way you live, your expensive doll. You wouldn't want that change because if Bay goes against the grain and Bay loses everything, not to say that you don't have your own money, but then y'all lives change. People don't want to change their, their living situation. They don't want to change where their children go to school. And they don't want to walk around in fear. So as opposed to them pushing back, they just don't say nothing. And it gets the job done. Or they put yeah. people in positions that will do everything that they ask them to do and say. That is what the reason we lost Liz Cheney. Because Liz Cheney was not playing the game that they wanted her to play. That's why they put that other weak bitch up there. I said it. Yeah, I mean, you know. I get, I do. It's something that seems impossible. I'm not saying that that's 
a lot. My point is, is that the only, what's the solution? If we can't figure out and get to a point where each department, there is some sort of third party uh, oversight or something that's reviewing these. I mean, think about this. The medical examiner's report, the physician in the ER said something wasn't right. How did that not... I mean, what was the cover up with that, that his mom, yes, she had her doubts of the situation that she was told, but still even something that's in writing, how was that covered up? There's, again, I, it's, it seems unrealistic that there could be a third entity that's going to be overseeing this, but that's really our only solution. If not, nothing's going to change. I mean, nothing's going to change. I mean, that's my opinion. The only way is this, if we truly found a way to get to that point where there was this governing body overseeing this uh, because, again, I don't know what the solution is. What are you going to do? So it's not it's I know a lot of comments. I see that there's it's not about youthful innocence. It's not about me being naive. It's the reality that if we don't have that conversation, <laughs> if we don't get to the point of having that Mark, conversation. do not read those comments. Oh, my oh, God. It doesn't bother. No, no, no. It doesn't bother me. My point is, is, though, if we don't open up that conversation, then right. we're not going to change anything. We're going to just be stuck right. with the status quo. That's all we ever you know? do, though, is yeah, talk about shit. Better. That's all we ever do is talk about it. Baby, somebody got to do something. I'm going to tell you what we're about to do. We're about to come up out this garage. Thank you, Marky Mark. <laughs> I am burning up. I mean, I'm hot as shit. And I ain't Flame, got nothing on. And I'm hot. I, 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 I want to close on one positive note, again, talking about uh, quiet diplomacy. Last week, we were talking about the conflict in the Middle East. There is right now, at least for a time being, a bit of peace. So to Jericho and his family members that he was talking about who are Palestinian, who are still there, I'm happy that for now, at least, there seems to be a stopping of the uh, destruction and the um, the violence that was happening in the Middle East. So, uh, Well, I'd can like you do me a favor, her. Nick Smith News, please? Can you report that we having that same incident here next week? Can we stop? Can we no more violence, no more shooting, no more killing black people? I would love for you to be able to say that next Monday. Mm. I would love for you mm. to be able to say that. I will feel great about having my daughter get her driver's license and driving the car because then I won't be worried about whether she's speeding or on the phone. I would be worried about her being pulled over by a goddamn police officer that did not see that my daughter was a beautiful young woman. He just saw a black girl. It's so interesting you say that too. I was just watching um, a documentary about Sandra Bland and it uh, broke my heart to see what happened to her. Yeah. But Nick, on that point though that you just made about the ceasefire that's happening, um, I will say this, Jericho's opposing. Yeah, exactly. They're talking about a ceasefire, but the violence hasn't ended. I just, uh, first of all, there's so many layers to this. You know, I want to do give a uh, give a shout out to Bernie Sanders and AOC in terms of their objecting to the sale of the $735 million that was given to Israel to have these bombs in the first place. And um, just on a final note, Joe Biden kind of pissed me off on this front because when he was saying that, you know, there needed to be some type of resolution for both sides, it literally gave me PTSD to when Donald Trump tried to say that there were fine people on both sides and when what happened in ooh, Charlottesville. Girl, ooh, you just said yeah. his name, it just, ooh, it, ooh, just here. It did, I didn't, I, oh, okay, wait a minute, she's shaking the table. Um, um, that's how I, that's how I took it. Um, I didn't, I just, I don't like what's happening around this. I think that the U.S. has really honestly assisted Israel in starting a war. And I didn't, I didn't like what Joe Biden had to say. So that's just that's what I said I it last week. I, USA, I, I, USA shit starters. Come on, Nick. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I, I just going to close with I, I do think Palestinians deserve to have peace and and and, and stay and, and have and have access. So I think that the problem is when I grew up, Israel was David. Israel has since become Goliath. So the sympathies have started to shift. There was a time when Israel was the one being picked on and bullied, um, but that's not the case anymore. And I think that we need to recognize that Palestinians deserve to live in peace and not be bombed relentlessly. And that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And I just think that somewhere and, in there, we need to find a way to make mm, that happen. And I think that's the problem with narratives because Israel was never bullied. Israel was always the colonizer. And the fact that that was your original sentiment, Nick, I think goes to what the problem is. That's like people trying to say that Christopher Columbus was bullied when he first got here. Seriously, it is. I think that's what that's the problem with the narrative. It just it just is because Israel was never bullied. They were the colonizers. They were. It's Ladies and gentlemen, this is why Laugh and Learn is what it is because we learn from each other, work and learn from you. Uh, yeah, Nicholas and Lauren has had a day today. I love it. Oh, I wish you would have been in the studio because I, I would have. Y'all could have. I would have put. I would have been. I would have had my sign up with my swimming suit on. I would have been a bitch walking around say round one. <laughs> I want to, no, I want to make sure I'm clear, though, today. I want to make sure I'm clear. Israel was never a victim, and New York has the worst police force. Honestly, Nick, on the police front, we can agree to disagree. Because <laughs> some people have said that I was right about New York. Some people have said you've been right about New York, um, about Los Angeles. We can agree to disagree on that. But I said what I said on the Israel front, and I'm sorry. It's just, that's, that's the facts. Google, see, everybody's saying Google 1948, Nick. Google it, and you'll see. That was the year I lost my virginity in 1948. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn. We get out this garage because it's hot, and I just want you to know that uh, we will. I will. The Tasha K interview is coming out this week. The 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 bites are already up. Uh, secondly, I want to clean up something because Tasha K put out a bite. A, a, what do you call it? a clip bait saying that I went after a certain person? I never mentioned the person's name. Who? I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, Who? that's exactly what I said. Who? I never acknowledged his name. I never said anything. We have a history. But my boss, Tiffany Haddish, who is also the executive producer of this show, asked me very professionally, don't speak on that anymore. And I you have didn't. not. I and have you did not. not. Because I hold on to my job. I do get reckless by the mouth. But when I know that it's a fucker with my check and my change. <gasps> <gasps> I'm um, just like those officers in Louisiana when they was covering some shit up for two years. <gasps> I'm just like all those black artists that told y'all to hold they all vote and what was the black agenda. Just like they are right now, I was dead silent. So I didn't say anything. Because on this page, we want you to do the same thing that we ask you to constantly do every week. Which is what? We're Nick? not asking you to change your mind. We are simply asking you to use your mind because why? If you a GOP, then you ain't got one. That's why you need to come on over to the blue side, baby, because we got something for you. Please watch me on Tasha K. She's dropping it this week. Uh, Laugh and Learn will be, I mean, Love Lounge will be tonight right here on IG at 6.30 p.m. You can catch my partner, Nick Smith, on all social media platforms under Nick Smith News. That's one word. You can also catch my other partner, which is right here, Lauren Hogan, eating his oxtails in a minute. But you can watch her on Lauren Armani H on Instagram and Lauren Hogan on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And you can follow me on YouTube, Flame Monroe, and on IG at Monroe Flame, and on Facebook, Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. Do not follow my Twitter page. It's full of smutty porn. I like it, but don't you watch it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne.
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.